today on Learn Me Something. The 1904 Marathon. Versus. How to Breathe. Josiah. Hey, welcome hey. back to episode uh, 25, right? Back. Well, I, we have been here for we've a while. Not... There's been some technical issues, so I've been here for, for a while. Yeah, <laughs> we've been sitting here in front of the mics, not speaking right. for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? How it goes. Um, I feel pretty good, actually, good. considering I ate two pounds of yogurt oh. recently. <laughs> okay, I, I want to get into that. Uh, but first, quick question yeah, for you. teaser, yeah. Um, what do you think would happen if you tattooed a baby? As it as it grew like up, legally? what would happen to the oh. what would happen to the tattoo as the child grew? It also would you is that legal? I would assume probably not. Probably not. Not in our are culture. There, are there any? It's definitely frowned upon, but are there laws against it? <laughs> Something to consider. Um, I don't know. You know what? Actually, I've thought about this before. Like, uh, I want to get yeah. like a like just a line uh-huh. tattooed on myself that's like exactly an inch. Okay. Like on my bicep or something. Yeah. And then work out for a couple of years and then see what happens. Oh, that's kind does of a fun idea. Does it just like get pushed out and stay an inch long or does it like yeah. wrap around? So I did very little scientific research <laughs> because it's not my topic for today, but did some scrolling on Quora. You yeah. ever visit Quora? Mm-hmm. And Reddit. And there's some mixed reviews. One person who was a tattoo artist says that if you put a dot a tattoo dot on a baby, by the time they were an adult, it would be a golf ball. No. Because the skin stretches. Other people fight back saying that the that tattoos fade and that your skin cells are replaced. But then another fella says that the reason tattoos last forever is because what ink you have in your skin cell is actually reabsorbed by new skin cells. So it never goes away, but the reason it fades is because those skin cells that reabsorbs them are eventually deeper in the layer of skin than on the very surface where it starts out. So like if you get more fat, then it fades? If you get more fat, it would stretch, I think. Oh. Because your skin is able to stretch. Gotcha. Something to think about. there's only so much ink to go around. Yeah. That is something to think about. Like what? I mean, it's not something you can ethically test. No. And I'm sure there's some real science out there that would explain it, but I didn't make it past the first two pages of my Google search when yeah. I looked this up. Or what if you like... Oh, yeah. Because if you got like... I'm still back to the bicep. If you tattooed a line <laughs> all the way around your bicep. Uh-huh. I've seen that before. People have that. Yeah. And then if you just like doubled the size of your bicep... You'd still have the line. I but think. it would just be faded, right? I don't think it would be faded. The reason Thinner. it fades is because... Yeah, but there's it, only so much ink to go around. Yeah, but right? the ink is... Abs- it's an absorbing ink. Hmm. <laughs> I really don't... I don't know much about My, this topic. I think, <laughs> I think it would be still a, a ring around your arm, but it would fade more. That's just my theory. All right. Okay. Well, that's, I don't know the answer. I know this is a disappointing <laughs> result, but there you have it. I just was thinking about that. A, yeah. We, we, don't we all? Yeah. If anyone finds out for sure. How about, how about this? If you're listening and you want to do the real uh, research mm-hmm. past Reddit and Quora, uh, 
go ahead and just shoot us a comment on our social media and we'll get the official word out there. That sound good? Are you encouraging people to tattoo their babies? Uh, Let's preface. Here at the Learn Me Something studio, we do not endorse any sort of infant tattooing. And... Unless yeah, you've agree. got identical twins and are just really concerned about it. <laughs> like uh, You can mark them one and two. <laughs> <laughs> right, Andy on the, the foot of one of them. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, now that we've got that really important <laughs> discussion out of the way, what, how, what would you say your yogurt experience was for the okay, week? Okay, so if you haven't listened to this podcast before, we each present a topic and then we have the audience decide who wins and who loses each episode. Uh-huh. And I lost the last one, talking about K-pop, which... Tough loss. It was fine. Pepsi's military beats the K-pop's army. Yeah, it's okay. I I uh, just listened to some K-pop to... To control. To, yeah, <laughs> to get better. <laughs> so I, I bought a tub. Yeah, the punishment was I had to buy a tub of yogurt. Uh-huh. And once I start eating it, I can't eat anything else until it's done. Sounds miserable. So I bought one. Just like a normal tub. Uh-huh. I got peach, thankfully. That was the one I wanted. Woo! Thank you. Peach over strawberry, huh? Always. Okay. Yeah, peach is the, the best yogurt. Yeah. I would I would I would argue with you on that, but we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. Uh, so I grabbed it, looked at the serving size. Uh-huh. It's only five servings. Oh. Yeah. So you're just eating five times the typical I guess so. It is two pounds though. And that is okay. much, that's much more fun to <laughs> that's significant. think of it in terms of pounds. <laughs> so I decided I got it. And then at one point I was just like, I'm just going to do the whole thing here now. No. So last night <gasps> I sat down, opened it, that's ate, ate the entire miserable. thing, two pounds of yogurt in four minutes. <laughs> were you, did you sleep last night or were you just upset? And this is what I learned. I am not lactose intolerant at all well that's i, for I the best. felt 100 percent fine what like afterwards i like was a little nervous like what is gonna happen to me <laughs> yeah but as far as i know still it's been less than 24 hours but i feel fine that was the easiest punishment i've done really so far <laughs> okay i'm very impressed actually i was hoping that's really funny my expectations were that you were gonna be like it took me three days to eat and so I've had nothing yeah. but yogurt for half a week or something. I, yeah, I think we either should have just picked, like, it had to be plain Greek yogurt Ooh. or, like, <laughs> four pounds of yogurt or something. Do you know what the caloric value per serving was? No. Here, I'll look no. it up. What, what brand till- of yogurt? Till- peach Tillamook yogurt. Two Thir- pounds. Yeah, 32 ounces. It's like drinking two plastic water bottles. Like the actually the last couple bites were a little bit like I am done eating. <laughs> <Not enjoying laughs> I no longer want this. But it's kind of enjoyable. <laughs> um all right, I'm looking this up. Tillamook's got a pretty decent website. Like it flows, looks great. Yeah. Let's see. Nice. Nutrition. Serving size one container is 140 calories. Holy cow, that's not bad so 140 times five so that's 700 that's like just a typical size meal 700 calories yeah that's what i ate for dinner that's less than a fast food actually that was my dessert wow (laughs) okay well i feel like i gave you an easy one there to be fair my last one was pretty easy 
It's so easy. I don't even remember what it was. Right <laughs> now. What, what what did I have to do? Uh, last time you had to do something that we oh. talked about. Holy I don't cow. know. Yeah, clearly. Well, it was not that. I I definitely remember the one before that. You had the eye patch. patch. Yeah, because you said that one was one of the worst. Yeah, and then I <laughs> after that. You had to dig a hole and sit in it for three days. No. That's, I don't remember. That's kind of bothering me. That's okay. It was... Nope. That's still the eye patch. This is like a goofball moment. Oh, who draws? I I guess I will. Because <laughs> okay. I was the first one to not remember. Take a draw. Do you want to explain the goofball? Yeah, so in order to cut down on editing... We incentivize not messing up. And if you do mess up, you have to draw from the goofball. But it's got to be quick. <laughs> okay. I have to, it just says, get your socks wet. <laughs> You're not wearing socks. I'm not wearing socks. Okay. Should I draw another one? or uh, Just go like step in, get your whole foot wet or something, and All then right. come back. I'll, I'll be right back. I'll you entertain people. Entertain as... the people. Um. So while he's doing that, I will tell you about my week. So, I... Oh, also, just um, let me tell you about this room real quick. Caleb's got this electric drum set that is super cool. And uh, I've never played on it, but I think I would like to sometime soon. So, so Sorry, that just distracted me. Okay, so my week. I am in the process of getting scuba certified. And wouldn't you know it, they require you to do like 10-ish hours of book work beforehand. And you can like, you can get around it and skim, but that has been a lot of work for me. And it's kind of interesting and fun. And some of the stuff that's in there, I, I learned when I was researching the episode when I talked about like deep sea stuff. So I was like, kind of already knew some of the stuff. Okay, I'm back. He's back. How, how'd it go? Uh, it's, it's okay. That is not very quick. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the, probably the longest goofball in the whole bowl. Do, yeah, which is funny because we're trying to be faster this time. Yeah. So anyway, um, you. What did you talk about? I'm curious. While I, I was gone. so I'm, I'm in the process of getting scuba certified. Oh, nice. Naturally. Yeah, and a lot of it. There's a lot of uh, book work ahead of time that you have to do. Oh. Like, about ten hours. Oh. And I'm about halfway. Oh. It's pretty ridiculous. It, it's interesting though. That's pretty cool. It's fun stuff. Should we move I'm on? I'm excited. Yep. Should we keep just keep cr- cruising? Yeah. So you won last week. Yep. So you get to decide who presents first. Uh, I'm gonna go first because uh, my foot is wet and I need something to distract. <laughs> <laughs> Not like super wet. Like I dried off the bottom so I wouldn't get the whole part. Oh, wet. I just picture there's like one wet footprint, just like just <laughs> the left foot. All right, Josiah. So the Olympics, or if if you're watching, listening to this episode, or watching, we've got it on YouTube now. In a timely manner, you'll know that right now the Olympics are happening. Yes. Uh, which is pretty fun. Uh-huh. Been a while. I like the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, watched a little bit last night. It was a good time. And so I wanted to do something culturally culturally relevant, <laughs> which brings me to the marathon. In the Olympics of 1904. Yeah, I've heard about this, but I don't know the story. Just, <laughs> I, this is ridiculous. 
So, let me paint the picture. Is that a saying? Yeah. Uh, so we're in Saint. Sure. We're in Saint Louis. Okay. Okay. This is America's first Olympics. Okay. Everyone's really excited, right? Not too excited. The actual Olympics kind of got overshadowed by the fair, the local fair. Um, oh, no. Where they had greased pole dancing. Uh, no, so, <laughs> pole. So I combined two things: greased pole climbing. Ethnic dancing and mud <laughs> slinging. What an inconvenient okay. combination of phrases. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's a thing too, but... So, so anyway, that's anyway. what was going on at the fair. And uh seems like people are more excited about that. Okay. Which, I mean, with what I listed, sounds... I'm not entirely sure what <laughs> mud slinging is. I, I could guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, we've got the Olympics coming with the U.S. And they say, we're going to do a marathon. Okay. Okay. This is this is in the stage where people are we we're still kind of figuring out how the Olympics works. Mm-hmm. It's not established as well as it is now. Like in the West. Yeah. I mean it's super old, but like yeah, the Olympics as far as, as we know modern it, Olympics yeah, yeah. and the traditions and rules how we do things. Gotcha. The standards yeah. were different gotcha. back then, okay. as you'll soon as you'll <laughs> soon know. Um so involved, so there's 32 runners in this marathon. Only a few of them are successful marathoners. So we've got Sam Meller, uh, Al Newton, John Lorden, Michael Spring, and Thomas Hicks. Those are our guys that have run marathons and know what they're doing. Okay? Okay. That's kind of the end of the list of people <laughs> that have ran marathons. That's five. Already, we're off to a bad start. We also have Fred Lors, L-O-R-Z. He trained at night for running because by day he was a bricklayer and he ran in a special local five-mile race. And (laughs) the organizers of that race, since he placed in that race, were like, you know what? I think you're ready for a marathon. You've done five miles. Why don't you try 24? (laughs) 26. 26. I've clearly never... Ran one. (laughs) You're right. It is 26. Anyway, uh, so that's those are our U.S. folk. Okay, we've also got ten Greek runners that had never run. None of them had ever run a marathon, but they all came to the Olympics and went on a marathon. How hard can it be? Exactly. It's just 24 to (laughs) 26.2 miles ish. It's somewhere in there. There's also. A couple guys from the Sana tribe in South Africa, and they show up. This is we're outside of just having a lot of people that have never run a marathon <laughs> in an Olympic marathon race. We're starting to sneak into the ridiculousness of this race. Uh-huh. These guys show up. Um, they're on the starting line, completely barefoot. They don't okay. have shoes. Oh, they're just don't need them from South Africa. They show up. They're ready to go. It's extra weight. No, yeah, exactly. They're going for max efficiency. <laughs> Next up, we've got one of the main characters of this story, Felix Carbajal. This guy was Cuban. Um, he was pretty poor, but he raised money in Cuba by demonstrating uh, his running all throughout Cuba. At one point, he ran the whole length of the island. Okay. So this guy's this guy's pretty good. Uh, like he. At least his experience. He in has running. run before, and he does all of this fundraising. Works super hard. His country's super proud. He's excited, ready to go. Makes the flight all the way to the U.S. 
decides, I've got some extra time, so he goes to New Orleans first, loses all of his fundraised money in a single dice game, gambling in New Orleans. <laughs> and so now he's got to get to St. Louis, so he walks and hitchhikes all the way to St. Louis. That's pretty far. Yeah, and he doesn't have any money at all, so when he gets to the starting line, he's in what he showed up to New Orleans dress-wise. So he's wearing a dress shirt, okay? He's wearing slacks. He's got a beret on and he's got some leather leather like casual street shoes. <laughs> Do you have to wear the beret? <laughs> I, I imagine he probably took the beret oh, off. Okay. But one Olympian actually felt bad for him, found a pair of scissors and cut his dress pants in half. Oh nice. So like at the knee or like at like, the knee. Uh, horizontally or oh. vertically? <laughs> uh, we're, it was like horizontal. He only kept the left leg. Horizontal. Okay. Josiah. That makes more sense. So at, it's like shorts. At the knee. Yeah. Um, so the road was quoted as the most difficult a human being has ever been asked to run. So it's a full marathon <laughs> and it's covered in inches of dust. And spikes. <laughs> well, they, they put mines in there too, <laughs> right? And tigers. Inches of dust. There's seven hills ranging from a hundred to three hundred feet of elevation. Okay. Some with pretty steep uh, inclines. You also, because it was set up pretty poorly, had to dodge crosstown traffic. <laughs> um, there were trains, frequent trains that you had to try to dodge, um, and like, there were trolleys. <laughs> And it was noted that there were lots of people walking their dogs kind of in the same area. Oh, so you, yeah. had to, you had to work your way around those people. I like that you say dodge because it makes me feel like they're trying to like... It's like a... Like j- sprinting through the cars <laughs> or like jumping over them. Which, yeah, I mean, it's a race, so you're trying to go as fast as you can. You can't stop parkour. at a stop, stoplight. Exactly. Yeah, you're dodging. Um, so that all sounds pretty ridiculous. Everything I've mentioned sounds ridiculous, right? So let's, let's make it all a little bit worse. Uh, this is August 30th is when this is happening. It's 90 degrees out, which is pretty shockingly warm and very humid. And the race was organized by none other than James Sullivan, who's the chief organizer. And apparently he thought of himself as a little bit of a scientist as well. Is he the namesake of Sully from Monsters, Inc.? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> James P. Sullivan? <laughs> That's what he's named from named uh, uh, over about uh, <laughs> uh, to whom he was named goofball okay <laughs> you, don't, you could argue back if you want that's fine two and one this is the first two and one episode come up with another idea for the goofball that's okay. the task okay. i have we got um i think if you lose you have to do that thing where, you know, you get the bat and you put your forehead on it and spin around spin, a lot. Just spin around a bunch. Yeah, just without the bat. Okay, okay. And then it's back down. Perfect. That's for the another one for the goofball. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll just keep cruising here. Sorry for messing up, everyone. <laughs> My iPad's at 5%, so we're just going to get through this story. <laughs> um, oh, back to James Sullivan. Mm-hmm. So this guy thinks of himself as, he's a race organizer, but he thinks of himself as a scientist. And here's why. He decides that this is the perfect day to run a little bit of a test. And he's already got some subjects. Ooh, gather some data. Yeah, he's already got some subjects in the form of 32 marathon runners. And he wants to see the results uh, or the effects of purposeful dehydration. 
So, in addition to a 90-degree marathon, seven big hills, uh, pretty rough terrain, <laughs> and a couple inches of dust, he decides that there's going to be a single stop for water in mm. all 26 miles. So, there's actually two places for water. One at 12 miles that was established. This is the only 12 miles of running, and this is the only place that you can get a refill of water. And six miles in at a water tower. So I don't know the specifics of how they access it. Climb but up there. From what I've read, that was the only other spot <laughs> with like drinkable water. Maybe they're just like, um, that's cheaper. They could just head over to the water tower. <laughs> no, it's he very specifically he was chose it. actually testing, like purposefully dehydrating them. <laughs> To test what would happen. He's got his clipboard out in the chase car. Yeah. Turns out, lots of things happen. So, shall we start it? Mm-hmm. Okay. We start the race. <laughs> yep, gun goes off. Fred Lors, who, if you scroll back up, is the guy who trained at night as a bricklayer okay. by day. Yep. Ran the five mile. He, uh, he kicks in. He's winning. He's doing, like, making great time. he's his, trained a little bit. Yeah, his night running is working great for him. And then it hits one mile in, and another guy starts beating him. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Then he passes out. <laughs> oh, no. There's plenty he of that. He kills over. Okay. <laughs> We're going to jump around to quite a few different characters in this okay. story slash race. Let's move on to William Garcia. Okay. So we'll, we'll leave... Fred's in second. We'll leave Fred for a little bit. Let's jump over to William, who almost immediately dies because he had major hemorrhaging in his esophagus... And stomach lining. Like literally? Yeah. He died. No, almost dies. He oh. immediate he runs a short while and then almost dies. After a mile. He takes first and that's just too much for him. Yeah. So yeah. So he gets rushed to the hospital. Turns out the amount of dust that was in the air was just tearing up his oh. insides. And so he really did. He was almost the first like modern Olympian marathon runner to die. In the Olympics, 1904. And this is just the beginning of this roller coaster. <laughs> this is a mile in. <laughs> yep. This is 4% of the way in. Uh, so let's move on to Lin Tao. He's one of our barefoot South African runners. Okay. Uh, he, we don't know where he placed, and we don't know if he finished. All we know is that at some point during the race, he was chased over a mile off course by wild dogs. <laughs> So he's he's running along, and all of a sudden, some wild dogs start chasing him, ready for anything. And he, I guess, veers off course over a mile. He's just got to find out how to get back. I wonder if he like retra- He just went straight out and then retraced his steps to get back. Or... Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but we don't we don't know if he finished because a uh, little. Uh, We'll give you a little spoiler here. Not a lot of people finish this <laughs> So maybe he finished after it was over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll say that to, for, to help him out. Yeah. Um, let's check in on Sam Meller. He's in the lead at this point. Um, he gets just some major cramping. So he decides he's just going to walk the marathon. Yeah. So this guy just kind of walks. Yeah. You know, it's an Olympic marathon Walking's race. Walking fine. Yeah. The biggest race in the world, basically. And yeah. I'll just walk it. It's fine. I'll walk it. Now, let's move on to Felix Carvajal. Do you remember him? Felix was the... 
He's the Cuban. Cuban guy. Okay. Uh-huh. Loses all his money. He's running in dress clothes Half with the, the pants. pants cut off. Yeah. This guy's my hero. <laughs> and here's why. So he shows up, no money, because he was having a good time. Right. I, I, the result that I've come to after this story is that this guy was just here for a good time. Okay. He shows up. He's a disaster. But it's time to start running. Starts running. He's, he's making, actually, pretty good time. Um, stops a couple times because there's some spectators, and so he's chatting with the spectators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He only speaks broken English, but okay. chatting for a while. One point he stops, he sees some people in a car eating some peaches. I want some peaches. Yeah, so he stops and he's like, guys, can I have some peaches? And they're, they actually say no. So <laughs> Like, no, you have a race to finish. <laughs> yeah, they're like, can you keep running? <laughs> to, at this point, he decides, no, I need some peaches. So he steals two peaches no and then just runs off. So now, good old Felix in his leather shoes, cut off slacks, and his beret. A I think we should, hand. Yeah. Each hand. I think we should assume that he's he still got his beret yeah, on. Just like kind of to the side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. So now he's just running, eating some peaches. Um, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, so he keeps running. He actually stumbles across, across an orchard, which I assume... If he's running the same race everyone else is, they all stumble across it. But he <gasps> was the only one who decides to stop. And there's some apples there. So he's like, some... well, I'm... my peaches are gone. Yeah, there's some green apples. So he decides to stop and eat some apples. Um, turns out the apples were rotten, and Felix gets horrible stomach cramps. So he lays down in the orchard and just decides to take a nap. <laughs> Tortoise in the hair style. Yeah, it, literally, this is what's happening. Except he's not first yeah let's move on to some other main characters we'll we'll check in on felix for a while should Once we he wakes up yeah should we check if in on fred up. again yeah remember fred got beat out mile in yep but he's still running okay. he's doing good he makes it nine miles which compared to everyone else is like he's doing pretty well close to halfway yeah and at this point because of dehydration he starts to get some bad cramps um but there's a car driving by so Fred just says, hey man, I'm in this, I'm in this race and I've got some cramps. Can I just jump in the car? Guy's like, sure. sure. Hop in. So he jumps, in, he just jumps in the car. Um, and uh, as he's driving by, well, he's just kind of sitting shotgun, yeah. driving by Chatting. and he's waving at the spectators and he's like waving at the other runners, <laughs> poking fun of the, at the other runners, just Driving on by. Um, we'll check in on him okay. in a little bit. There's okay. other people we have to discuss. Let's move on to Hicks. Hicks is one of the marathon runners. The one, one of the people who's actually ran a marathon. Okay. Okay. So he's doing great. He makes it 10 miles in. And at 10 miles in, his trainers, his support crew, jumps in and try to help him out. Because he's begging for water and begging for food because he's exhausted but i don't it didn't explain why any of the things that i read none of them explained why but his trainers wouldn't give him a drink but they said we'll do you one better we'll sponge your mouth with warm water so they take some water and they heat it up with their car's radiator and then they put it on a sponge and just kind of dab his tongue instead of letting him drink cool water i don't know again 
1904 was a weird time. I mean, I know I know you're sp- not supposed to like chug water when you're running, but <laughs> I think a few sips are okay. Probably... <laughs> so they did what every every normal trainer would do. They gave him some egg whites in the middle of his race, <laughs> <laughs> and they gave him some stretch some stretchening, uh, which is. After I look it up to make sure I have the pronunciation. Yeah, I do. Strychnine. Yeah. Strychnine. Or strych. I feel like I've heard strychnine before. Strychnine. Do you want to go with that? I don't know. You pick. (laughs) We'll go with strychnine. I like it. They gave him some strychnine, which at the time was referred to as a performance drug. And keep in mind, there's no rules about performance enhancing drugs at the time. So they're like, we're going to give you some egg egg whites. You down these, and we'll give you some drugs, too. It's going to be a great stimulant. Yeah, no water. You're going to do good. They had brandy with them, decided not to give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, clearly. Naturally. Yeah. Egg whites, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's leave Hicks alone for a while. Okay. He's dealing with some stuff. <laughs> He's trying to eat some egg, yolk, yeah. egg whites. At this point, well, let's go check in with Fred. You want to check in with Fred? Sure. He's How's feeling he better. Okay. See, because he... You know, he's been in the car for a just while. Just been sitting. Uh, so 11 miles later, he rode in the car for 11 miles. So now he's at mile 20? Uh, yes. Yep. He jumps out, and he's like, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I could do six more miles, no problem. <laughs> so he starts running again. Um, he actually runs into Hicks' support crew at some point, and they were like, uh, you, c- you can't. That we all just saw what happened. <laughs> you can't be in this race. But he didn't listen to them. He kept running. Yeah. Ran through the uh, ribbon, tore the ribbon in half. Okay. Ran up. Uh, President Theodore Roosevelt's daughter, Alice, said, Look, an American one. And he walked up to the pedestal and he was like, This is so fun. And she gave him a wreath. <laughs> and she was in the process of putting the gold medal over his neck. When a couple witnesses were like, hey, <laughs> so we saw that this didn't actually happen. At which point, he was like, you guys, it was just a joke. I was oh, never going to accept the award. Goodness. He was like, I was just getting a ride back to get my clothes from the stadium. I'm over this whole thing. Yeah, and I just tore the ribbon and accepted the wreath and almost the gold medal. It was just all a big joke. Just to be ironic, because he probably hates the Olympics. Yeah, so the American cheers, excited that an American one, quickly turned mm. into uh, massive booze. Yeah. And he's like, guys, I was just joking. <laughs> guys, lighten up. Jeez. And uh, so we'll go back to Hicks here, who was just disheartened that yeah. um, Fred had won until the word makes it all the way down the street. Hey, you're in first place because he was just disqualified mm-hmm. for, you know, riding half of the race in a car. <laughs> And uh, his trainer's like, Hicks, you're still in this. At some point, or at this point, Hicks was pretty limp. And it says he was pretty ashen. We don't know why yet. I'll explain in a minute. So his trainers were like, you know what? We'll give you more strychnine. And we'll give you some more egg whites. These are really helping. We can tell. (laughs) And we'll give you some brandy. It's about time. Yeah. We're thinking because... Because you've been struggling for a while, we messed something up. So instead of sponge 
sponging your tongue with warm water. We're going to give you a quick bath. A whole sponge bath. Yep. So they they bathed him, his body and his head, it says, which I don't know why it said that. That's your entire being. Yeah. Um, in warm, car-radiated, heated water. Um, sponged him down real quick, and then they <laughs> slapped him on the back and said, Go get him, pal. You got your brandy. You got your drugs. You got your egg whites. You got your What more bath. could you need? Yeah. We are the best trainers in the world. You go win this. <laughs> He's limp and ashen. Yep. So here's a direct quote uh, from the race official whose name was Charles Lucas. He says, Over the last two miles of the road, Hicks was running mechanically, like a well-oiled piece of machinery. His <laughs> eyes were dull, lusterless. The ashen color of his face and skin had deepened. His arms had appeared as weights that were well tied down. He could scarcely lift his legs, and his knees were almost stiff. <laughs> so just a picture. Just... I'm picturing Moe's from The Office oh, yeah. when he's running. But just like, you, he's basic, this guy's basically a dead. zombie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. If you get, picture the image of a zombie. A zombie with no knees or elbows. <laughs> yeah, whose hands are being weighted down. <laughs> um, so, you know, at this point, I won't explain why yet. We'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Hicks is hallucinating. He thinks that the finish line is 20 miles away. <laughs> but he's still running. He's... he's uh... He's, yeah. he's got the motivation. So he least. turns into the stadium. Of course, the race starts at the stadium, ends at the stadium. Okay. Turns into the stadium. Everybody's cheering like crazy. <laughs> his trainers are holding him up by the shoulders, and his feet are just kind of like bobbing, like casually bobbing back and forth, <laughs> but there's no weight on them. His trainers are carrying him. <laughs> so he's, he's just, just like fake running at this point. Um, turns out he makes it over the finish line. First place, despite his trainer's <laughs> desperate attempts to stop him from finishing the race. And uh, it says after that, he kind of wandered aimlessly around the stadium. He forgot to collect his medal and everything. Oh, that's real, though. Yeah. He was just wandering around, and he lost eight pounds during the race. Oh, my goodness. And he finished the race in three hours and 28 minutes. Imagine losing four containers of yogurt worth of weight. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> the reason he was struggling so much is because the performance-enhancing drugs that he was been giving was actually a very strong form of rat poison. <laughs> okay. So that's what was causing the hallucination and the general struggle. Although I don't think the lack of water, yeah, the hot water sponge bath, <laughs> the brandy... Or the egg whites. I don't think those things helped so much either. You have to believe that the trainers were like paid off by some other runners or something. <laughs> right. But <laughs> what's funny is he won. He won the race. They gave it to him. Mm-hmm. They gave him the gold medal. Well, once he remembered about it. Okay. And uh, yeah, some, someone grabbed his shoulders and pointed and said, no, walk that direction. They, <laughs> Alice handed it to him. It was like, this is less fun, but okay. Not in America. Wait, he was, wasn't American, was he? He was... I think so. Okay. I think so. Let's say he was. <laughs> but I, at this point, this, it doesn't even matter. It's 1904. Yeah. In the end, 14 out of 32 people ever crossed the finish line. Um, they almost permanently canceled the marathon in the Olympics <laughs> because this was such Why? a disaster. Because 
Well, apparently they didn't think about all of the other factors that made this race a disaster. And they just, everyone, the general consensus was that 26 miles was too much for the human endurance to handle. Yeah. Even though every single person was just kind of shot down from the beginning. Yeah. Or not a runner. (laughs) Yeah. No No one really stood a chance. Glad they continued it because it's turned into a pretty cool thing. But, uh, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. To give you quick updates, um, Hicks kept, he kept running. He kept his running career going. Okay. He ended up battling Lors, Fred Lors, Mm -hmm. good old Freddie in a race about a year later, the Boston Marathon. Um, well, actually, uh, Fred was banned for life from competing. I was going to say, did he like... He was banned for life, which lasted one year until he apologized (laughs) And then they said, oh, no. Fred, we <laughs> Fred. couldn't stay mad at you. Come on. Come and, here. And then he, so he apologized. They were like, all right, you jump, you get in here and run this race. <laughs> Fred. So he jumps in the Boston Marathon in 1907. Uh, no, 1905, sorry. Okay. And won. And he didn't cheat or anything. He just won the race. So good old bricklayer was actually pretty talented. So he pr- there's a good chance he could have won. Yeah. If he had not given up. If he, he probably had, could have had if he it. he had any motivation. Keep in mind, this was the guy who ran a five-mile race to qualify. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so maybe maybe it was inspiration. He's like, okay, I've got potential. Yeah. I could maybe win something. Um, and then let's just finish our story here with good old Carbajal, our uh, Cuban friend. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, this is crazy. He came in fourth after taking a nap, stopping to talk to a bunch of people, stopping to eat all sorts of food. Yeah, he ended up coming in fourth place, which just shows how horrible this race was. Do you know what his time was? Uh, Nope, I don't. Okay. Um, But he goes back to Cuba. His government somehow is pretty proud of him. People there, happy. So uh, in 1906, they decide, you know what? Forget fundraising. We're going to sponsor you to go to Greece and run. Oh. And he was like, man, I'm making it as a runner. So 196 turns up. He's headed to Athens. Race starts. He never shows up. Everyone assumes he's dead. <laughs> this guy is crazy. <laughs> Just like ridic- his story is ridiculous. <laughs> he never shows up to the race that his government sponsors him to run. Everybody's pretty sure he's dead. No one hears from him. Um, and then a year later... He shows up in Havana. He's on a Spanish steamship. And uh, he just keeps his running career going. Everyone is like, wait, you're alive now? What happened? And we don't know. He no one knows say. what he was up to, why he took a year off from Gambling. his life. He's, he's probably, yeah, he definitely took the money to do something fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a good, yeah, he, he must have just stole it. Yeah. Ran away. Maybe he was ashamed that he gambled it Tried. all away a second time. Yeah. Maybe. He didn't want to have to tell his government. I just think it's funny. Everyone assumes he's dead. Then a year later, he shows up on a Spanish steamship <laughs> and keeps running. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I've uh, had a, a year away to think about my actions. <laughs> anyway, 1904 Marathon, the race that mm. almost ended marathon running in the Olympics. And probably the worst, most disastrous, disastrous Olympic moment ever. So... I I feel like any 
there's so many things that would like disqualify you. Yeah. But in like Hicks's case, uh-huh. accepting food. Well, I'm sure in like in a race you could probably stop and that wouldn't disqualify you. Yeah, right? I think that was fine. Yeah. He never he never cheated he as just far took as a nap. Had... Yeah. And you could probably eat some peaches if somebody gave them to you. It just might not be smart. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fine. As long as you run. Yeah. As long as you're not riding in a car. Yeah. Or having people carry you. I do think it's funny that that, I mean, obviously that's a huge cheater's move, but I do think it's funny that that's the only thing that the officials were like, mm, <laughs> you're disqualified. You there, performance enhancing uh, drugs. You're fine. You're oh, fine. also your trainers carried you the and last mile. It was close. Yeah. You were close right. anyway. <laughs> You stopped for food. That's yeah, it's fine. You're not even wearing race clothes. It's fine. Or shoes. <laughs> you just run it. Enjoy. I it. like the bray. The bray works. So there you go. That is. Uh, I. The more I read this story, I was like, "There's no way that this could get more ridiculous." And then, sure enough, one more thing happens, and and then a guy dies. Almost dies. He made. Oh, it. he didn't die. He made it through. Okay. And then a guy takes a nap. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And came in fourth. So the tortoise and the hare situation didn't quite work out. But to be fair, the hare he took didn't a get car last. ride for 11 miles. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, yeah. And the other hare was just doping up on rat poison to help yeah, him run. Yeah, sponge baths. Which apparently works. All yeah. right, I'm, maybe I'll, I'll do a race and try the sponge bath, sponge bath method. I'd say give it a shot. I've it's, never tried it. It's worth a try at least. Yeah. 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 For sure. Sponge bath. So there you go. Your Olympics-themed uh, Olympics okay. themed topic for me. There we go. Um, thank you for... That was very funny. <laughs> I hope there's a movie someday. I would, I would watch it. I feel like it would oh, be like rated R. You could, but... you could cast some... Uh, you could have a real good cast for mm. this movie, I feel like. Uh, put Paul Rudd in there. Yes. As Paul who, Rudd. Who would Paul Rudd play? I think he would have to play the Cuban guy. <laughs> or that could be Ryan Reynolds, and Paul Rudd could be the guy who was just joking when he rode the car. God, guys! Guys, I was kidding! Come on! Joking around! Okay, Paul Rudd plays Fred. And then Harrison Ford can be Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> okay, well, my, my topic is... Not similar, but also kind of is similar. Okay. It's in the the same genre as Rat sports. Poison. Oh, sports. And well-being. Okay. There's more lack of well-being. Um, so let, let me start on my topic. You ready? I'm so ready. Ready to learn something? I'm so ready. Okay. Um, I read this book about a... <laughs> it was uh, a great start. Spring of last year. Uh, about a year ago. Okay. And this book is very practical, mm-hmm. and it's probably the most... This is going to be the most relatable topic that I've had. Good. Yeah, because everybody uh, does this thing. <laughs> I want to say it. Everybody... Um, Oops. But does it without thinking a lot of times. I hope it's not poops. And I'm not being crass. That's and a book. there's and there's a way of doing it better. I'm gonna teach you how to breathe. <gasps> okay. <gasps> okay. I'm excited. Uh, incorrect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I tried. So, how to breathe? 
Um, is there a wrong way to breathe? Are we breathing incorrectly? I hope not. I don't want to say no. I don't want to say yes or no. But I'm just going to give you some <laughs> some studies that have been done. Okay. Some ways that you could potentially breathe better okay. and more efficiently. Okay. And some ways that breathing can help you. What a wholesome topic. Can you imagine writing, deciding to write a book about breathing? There's like a lot of them out there. I bet, I bet they're from like underwater breath holders and like Mount Everest climbers and what else could you do? You have to really focus your breathing. Yeah, people who have to do that, like, or else they die. Scuba. I bet <laughs> scuba, breathing yeah. is an important part of scuba. Yeah. Or anything. <laughs> Something I learned. Uh, if you hold your breath when you're scuba diving and then you rise, your lungs will expand and pop. So that's fun. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Just, I don't Isn't do that, that interesting? There's a lot of things that kind of freak me out about scuba diving. I tell you. Yeah. I, I tell you. I tell you. It's a, it's interesting to uh, learn about mm. it. Okay. Topic for another day. Another day. When, that'll be my next topic. <laughs> Everything you need to know about scuba. <laughs> and I'll be like, um, no, that's not true. <laughs> um, okay. So the whole thesis of this idea, mm-hmm. breathe through your nose. And you can breathe out through your nose too. <laughs> Seems less and repeat. You can't in your as long as you breathe in your nose. That's the most important thing. So um, you you bring in more oxygen by breathing in through your nose. You know what? Actually, you do. You interesting. I was reading about it. It's a little confusing. Yeah. Um, even though less air gets in, more oxygen gets into your um, tissues and organs. From okay. what I was reading, so cool. it's more efficient. You get uh, ten to twenty percent more oxygen. Just from breathing through your nose. So if you need some immediate extra brain power, quit your mouth breathing. Yeah. That's, that kind of proves some theories I have about <laughs> mouth breathers. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. I, you know what? The first time I heard that phrase, mouth breather, uh-huh. was from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, that's right. You mouth breather. Um, excited for that, by the way. Yeah, me too. Season four. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's been estimated that up to... Th- or like between 30 and 50% of modern adults breathe through the mouth, especially through the morning what? morning hours. I'm doing it right now. Just because I was opening my mouth about to speak. <laughs> you have to just... I'm old, my mouth will not open until the moment <laughs> I'm ready to speak. Every syllable will start with mom. <laughs> mom. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> okay, so... Um, so it it's... There's a lot that can go wrong if you're breathing through your mouth okay. exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, in kids, mouth breathing can lead to uh, elongating their face. This is very interesting. And narrowing your mouth and can alter, like it alters your face structure. Would you say my face structure is typical, standard? Based on looking at it. Is it elongated? Don't tell Don't tell, <laughs> don't, don't tell me. <laughs> don't say it. Do I have a long face? Don't tell me. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> um, but also it can affect your tongue. So breathing through your mouth. Mm. A lot of kids that do that, their tongue sits differently. Yeah. And your tongue actually, when you close your mouth, where is your tongue sitting? It, it's supposed to rest at the top of your mouth. Like when it's closed, when your mouth is closed. Oh, like at the roof? Like... Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Do, would you say you do that typically? Mm-hmm. Because if you try and put it like on the floor of your mouth, that seems like more work. No. Really? Mine just rests right on my bottom teeth. 
Oh no, I've got such a long face. I don't know. Anyway. I could see how that would feel natural though. But it seems less efficient because if you do need a good mouth breathe for some reason, <laughs> you're less prepared. You've got to first move the tongue and then maybe, open the mouth. Maybe. So if, if you want to like be nitty gritty, maybe. This is funny. You can prove me wrong if you want. Now I don't know where my tongue's supposed to go. Like I am self-conscious about like, it. Is my, is my tongue in the right spot? I'm just going to tuck it behind my wisdom teeth that are probably should be removed soon. Just put it, <laughs> just fold your tongue as far back as you can. When you were a kid, were you ever scared that you'd accidentally swallow your tongue? I heard the rumors. That yeah, me too. I'm not convinced those are real. Well, I feel like you'd have to really try. Do you ever like pretend to? Swallow my tongue? Yeah. No. When I was a kid, I would like fold my tongue back and then like be like, oh no. It might fall back in there <laughs> and it might choke and die. Yeah, that's not. You could probably just reach in and grab it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a pretty simple fix, I bet. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, so also your, your tongue acts as a support for your upper jaw. Interesting. And if it's not there for a long time, apparently, oh, it can no. lead to more oh, no. um, just facial, like your face can become... You're stressing me out about things I never <laughs> thought I should be concerned this about. This is typically in kids and like as you're developing. So it's what more. you're saying is it's too late for me. That does not help. No, no, I don't think so. Um, it's never too late. It's never too late. The whole thing, the whole thing about this is, I just want people to just be aware of how you're breathing mm. and try and breathe through your nose. That's the only thing. I think my tongue stays at the top. I was just stuck there for a second. Right. You can move on. Think I'll about just, it. Okay. I'll throw in a you're comment just... here and there about okay. what I do. If you want to listen, that's fine. If you want to, uh... <laughs> I'll be fo- <laughs> just... I'll be focused on other things. You just talk. <laughs> the good people out there can listen to me. Um, so, mouth breathing. Here's some uh, things. Other things that can go wrong if you Mm -hmm. exclusively mouth breathe or Mm -hmm. mouth breathe a lot it can cause cavities one researcher said that um, mouth breathing is the number one cause of cavities okay looks like i'll never be opening my mouth (laughs) so looks like i will be wiring my mouth shut (laughs) right after this um so basically medical researchers have found that um the acidity level Mm. in the mouths of people who breathe through the mouth is higher Okay. Than those who don't, than those who breathe through their nose. Um, so the acid can burn through the enamel on your teeth faster, mm. causing more cavities. And when you uh, close your mouth, mm-hmm. the saliva kind of counteracts the acid, apparently. Interesting. Also, everything I'm saying, if you're interested, go look it up and double check for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's uh, can cause cavities. Yep. Mouth breathing can increase snoring and sleep apnea events. Okay, I knew so, that one actually. So, yeah. So the the writer of this book did a test where he, him and another a, a scientist, mm-hmm. they stuffed their noses for ten straight days. That that's, would be a punishment. That would be not very you know fun. And just fun. just measured, uh, took all sorts of measurements, and then after that. Okay, so his during the first night of nasal obstructed sleep, yeah, um, there was a fourfold increase in sleep apnea events. Mm-hmm. So, like when you have trouble breathing, a thirteen hundred percent increase in snoring. Whoa! And over the course of ten days, he developed insomnia. His blood pressure and pulse increased, and his body temperature decreased. And his mental clarity was not there. That's very interesting. Yep, and. Uh, and then once they took him out, 
he was just so excited. He's yeah. like, I can breathe. Just... Um, so after after the 10 days, um, everything kind of reversed once he started breathing through his nose. Okay. Um, his snoring time decreased by 4,000%. Good for him. He didn't have any sleep apnea events. Good. Um, his blood pressure was an average of 10 points lower. He no longer had insomnia. Mm-hmm. And he slept through the night. Good. I'm, well, I'm happy that... It was a quickly reversible test. Yeah. And this isn't to say that this will happen for everybody. Like, clearly, for clearly I'm not a sleep expert. And for some people, this works. But some people, you got to go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but his, his suggestion is tape your mouth closed when you're sleeping. Oh, that's new. So he said he would just get like a little postage stamp size piece of tape right over the middle of your lips. Hmm. So you can like open your mouth a little bit if you need to talk or like, <laughs> hey, hey, can you grab me a, <laughs> I need to get a glass of water for me. So yeah, some people like just completely tape their mouth shut. Some people like wrap their jaw closed around their head. That seems like a lot. Does it, do you just do it for a certain amount of time and then it's habit or do you, is that just no, how you sleep? That's just how he does it now. As far as I know. That just does not seem worth it. Yeah. Elongate my face. See if I care. <laughs> um, but he, uh, for a lot of people, the first night usually mm-hmm. can only stay on for a couple minutes and then take it off, go to sleep. Next night, it gets longer and longer, the amount of time you can keep it on comfortably mm. until you can sleep through the night. And a lot of people have had a lot of success with it, That's exclusively breathing through your nose all night and uh, getting rid of snoring and... Potentially sleep apnea. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's got a lot of potential, not a cure-all. Um, <laughs> so some other reasons, It's not only is it bad to breathe through your mouth, yeah. there's other benefits to only breathing through your nose. It warms, moistens, and filters the air. Fun. you, you got to be breathing that warm air, mm-hmm. that moist air. It's either that or the sponge, the tongue sponge bath. Yeah, you don't want that. Not even. Um, it filters the air better. There's, oh, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It facilitates inhalation of nitric oxide, which increases oxygen transport throughout the body. So there's like something chemically that happens when you breathe through your nose that helps you Whoa. like get more oxygen in. So noses really do have a purpose. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's mouth. Cool. It's like breathing through your mouth is like secondary. Like if you, <laughs> it's a backup. Yeah. If the main systems fail. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, it's a nice it built-in. Retains, uh, it keeps you from getting a dry nose, which I guess is bad. Sounds bad. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, allows correct position of the tongue, breathing through the nose, keeping your mouth closed, mm. um, and all sorts of other things. At least it can lead to healthier benefits not to, it's not like once you breathe through your nose everything's going to be fixed uh it sound, that's what it sounds like so breathing through your nose step one okay uh step two mm-hmm. don't over breathe oh, no. <laughs> i told you this is how to breathe <laughs> hey hey careful <laughs> so um co2 is more than a waste product mm-hmm. it's important in the whole process and it's not as bad as historically people have thought it is. Okay, good. Um, it's good to hear. And there's evidence that overbreathing can actually get less oxygen to your body, to your tissues and organs. 
um, there's this, <laughs> this whole science reasons behind it, like CO2, some kind of <laughs> on a molecular level, things carry other things and move oxygen to places. Complex organisms and you need are enough, so crazy. And if you, yeah, if you don't get enough carbon dioxide, you actually end up getting less oxygen, according to this one article I read. Very true. We'll be happy to believe you blindly on that one. Good. Okay. Okay. Um, so to prevent over breathing, yeah. What do you do? Plug your nose too. Breathe. <laughs> Take a deep breath once every minute through your nose, and then hold it. <laughs> Tape off your mouth at night and one nostril at all times. <laughs> no, you just breathe less in. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Good. Um, so typical characteristics of overbreathing are mouth breathing. Yep. Upper chest breathing. You want to breathe through the diaphragm with the with the diaphragm. The diaphragm. Duh. Um, sighing. Noticeable breathing during rest. So if you can hear yourself, try breathing a little less. And taking large breaths prior to talking. Okay. Josiah. <laughs> okay. Our podcast length just increased threefold. We're talking about breathing a lot. Um, so that's about it. In focus on the exhalation and focus on extending that. Breathe in through the nose for a couple seconds. Out for longer. Isn't that nice? I mean, it is pleasant. There's something <laughs> calming about it. So what about... People are probably wondering, what about like during exercise or strenu strenuous activity? I knew you were. You have to go. <laughs> <laughs> breathe in through <laughs> your mouth, but like you're breathing a funnel. <laughs> just put a straw in your mouth and breathe through that. Or put a straw through your nose. <laughs> Actually, there is evidence the author of this book did some like st some work on a stationary bike, measured their blood oxygen levels yeah. with one of these things. I've been carrying this um, oximeter around. Whoa, where'd you get that? Uh, my parents had it. So this measures how much oxygen, what percentage of... <laughs> it measures something about oxygen in your blood. You know what I'm thinking about right now? <laughs> what? The scene in the office when they're trying to use the... Beep. They're trying beep. to use the uh, lie detector. Yeah. And the old man's like, you have to share the machine. <laughs> No, it's not the same thing, but that's what I... So I got a 90... Oh, 98% right now. Not too wow. bad. Oh, not even a fever. So he, they would keep, keep track of their uh, blood oxygen levels right. while they're riding. Um, first, through, breathing through the mouth. Yep. And then next, exclusively through the nose, which, if you've done before, is very uncomfortable. Yeah. It agreed. is not very fun. But... Especially biking. But they collected evidence that you get the same amount of oxygen, even though... Or you get at least enough oxygen that it's not a big deal. Interesting. Even though it's very uncomfortable and you hate it. And a lot of Olympians have used that. Speaking of Olympic runners, a lot of them have used this technique, breathing through their nose, and have done very well. Interesting. It's pretty cool. So there's something to be said for breathing through your nose while exercising. Yeah. I love it. But I would say... <laughs> If you're going to try and breathe through your nose, just make it manageable. Make it easy. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the main the main points. Yep. Breathe slower 
Focus on the exhalation. Breathe through your nose. Isn't it kind of... Have you ever done like a breathing exercise to like try and lower your heart rate or just like chill I, out a little bit? I used to. Yeah. The, the, the Apple watches. I turned it off because it did it way too many times. But it used to have a thing that was like, it's it's time to breathe. <laughs> didn't, they didn't say that, but that's how I hear it. I did a like a half hour long breathing exercise once. Just really? lay on the ground and they walk you through the breathing. I was very... Cloud nine, huh? No, I was not into it at first. I was oh. like, this is kind of ridiculous, but I'm going to do it because it's fun. Yeah. It seems like an interesting thing. I Afterwards, I loved it. Felt pretty good? Yeah. Maybe we should, I should do it's, that. I feel like just mostly... Just trying to clear your head, yeah, and focusing on one thing, one simple thing. It's kind of nice. Hmm. Um, but actually, I've got a couple breathing exercises that we're gonna go oh, through real quick. That we're gonna try. Do we have time. Oh uh, sure. Okay. Um, so this one, here's a couple that I like. Okay. This one's called the conscious anchor breathing. Okay. I love it. So you're gonna go. You're gonna pretend like there's an anchor attached to your breath. So when you breathe out, it's just sinking deeper and deeper. Okay. Through your nose. Wait, when I breathe out, it sinks yeah. deeper? Yeah. Feel that when you breathe out. Now out. And it's just kind of pulling that breath down and down and down. And then once you're done, you're going to come up for three. Breathe in for three. And then out for six. And then pull, pull that breath out and deep for six and then in for three out for six and that's a that's a simple one that focuses on um breathing less and slower kind of keeps you wow that's nice and nice and calming i feel so calm and the other one that i like doing taking a nap after this uh this one is four seven eight so in for four seconds okay hold for seven seconds okay out for eight seconds okay let me try one two three Four, hold for seven. Tick tock. Yep. And this one is to. I, f I feel like it's more. Okay, that's probably seven. Now eight. Now out for eight. This one is probably more mentally. As you're counting, you're thinking about this one simple thing, and the numbers aren't. Since they're different, you have to focus on each section of like. Yeah. Counting to the right number, which I feel like why this one is useful. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that. Love one. that. Do you just feel? Super calm now. Yeah, I do. Isn't Let's nice? end the podcast. Let's do it. Just right now. <laughs> it's over. Um, so anyway, that's how to breathe. Uh-huh. To recap. Yeah, I love it. Through the nose, breathe yep. slower, breathe less. Hmm. Because you don't you don't need to breathe so much. We're over breathing. Like like don't, overeating. Don't use your mouth so much, you mouth breathers. <laughs> Are you talking to the listeners? Yes. I can hear you over there. Yeah, seriously. All the way across the phone. Okay. So that's interesting topic. That's what that's all I've got. Oh, last fun fact. Yep. Um okay. What percentage of weight lost of like when you lose weight, what percent do you think comes out through the lungs? As opposed to sweat or urine? As in what would you weigh if you exhaled? No. The weight that you lose has to go somewhere. A lot of it comes out through the lungs. Oh, through sweat or I okay. Urine. I'm tracking. I I I do not have a basis to, or a foundation to answer this. I'd say ten percent. Eighty five percent 
So you're just breathing out fat. Yes. And well, well maybe muscle. Hopefully not. Well, <laughs> it, it's been like through in the form of carbon dioxide. Yeah. But still, that's pretty crazy. Is that not crazy? That's very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to breathe a lot more now. I'm going to over-breathe. You know what is a fun way to lose weight through your lungs? What? That will make you breathe a lot? Scuba? Exercise. <laughs> wow. Isn't that, thought isn't it was that all crazy? About the breath? <laughs> yeah, it's not about the exercise. It's about... Actually, I don't, I don't really know how that works, but... That is pretty interesting. Yeah. The whole topic. Well done. Good job. Through the nose. Slower. What if you Lower. have a nose whistle? Then do you have permission <laughs> to breathe through your mouth? Or do you just have to sniff as much as possible until <laughs> it's gone? Uh, blow your nose or, I don't know, there you stick a pencil up there. Get it. <laughs> Go snag it. What? <laughs> Grab that sucker. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. So, my goal... Okay. I'm going to give my 30-second recap of why you should vote for me. Do it, please. Um, I hope that you are more aware of the way you breathe and -hmm. you can make a small change by breathing through your nose to Mm. promote to promote yeah health i love it in your life and uh to just calm down breathe slower yeah might help to just if you're feeling tense just take some do some breathing slow it up slow down the breathing okay um i only need 10 seconds okay i provided you with some more history about one of your favorite um, international sport things and give you a good laugh, hopefully. I did. <laughs> I did get a good laugh. That's a pretty funny story. <laughs> it's good. It's just absurd. <laughs> it's absurd. Absurd. Okay, Josiah, normally we do a punishment and I say we continue to do that because that's the entire premise of our show. <laughs> I say let's choose between... A couple. Okay. Number one, Five Nights at Freddy's on virtual reality okay. at night. Okay. Um, with the volume super high. Do you yeah. just have to play it? You have to play. You have to win. You have oh. to play till you win. <laughs> Which sounds terrifying. If you don't know what Five Nights at Freddy's is, it's just a phone app. That's very it's scary. It's, it's just scare little, the poop out of you. It's a little yeah teddy bear that sneaks up on you. No, it's like it's like a off-brand Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. But the animatronic animals that sing to you, like, escape, and uh-huh. you're trying to keep them out of the room you're in. Oh, my goodness. You just said urine. You didn't even realize I said poop it. and urine in the same sentence. You did. Uh, but, yeah, so that's option number one, which <laughs> would be <laughs> fun because it sounds very oh, scary. Oh, I'd like to watch you do that. Option number two, uh, you have to go a day with your nose plugged. Just something I thought about during your topic. Between the two of those. Should we decide or should we let okay. the listeners decide? Yeah, let's let them decide. Okay. Those are your two options, listeners. We'll post about it on social media. Okay. Where can they find us, Josiah? Yeah, you can find us everywhere at Learn Podcast. Nice and simple. Yep. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. Um, All those goods. Dot com. Actually, we're Reddit. learnmesomething.com. Yeah. But. And that's also where you can find the voting. If yeah. you want to vote for your winner... That's open for one week after we post the episode, so you're free to do that. Yep. Or you can use the link in the episode. Just scroll down a little bit from where you are right yeah. now. Yep. Hit that vote right after you listen. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, 
so we'll be posting a poll on our socials for which punishment to do, mm-hmm. and we will discuss it in the next episode. Either way, it's going to be horrible. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to either of these. But Funny I, I shouldn't have to do them because you, you'll have to do them, so it'll be great. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I like how you picked... We, we forgot to talk about what the punishment would be afterwards. Yeah. Was, so I feel like you picked... You're like, okay, I got a good chance at this one, so I'm going to pick some horrible ones for just... <laughs> <laughs> That's why we always pick before. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to be fair, we had talked about the Five Nights at Freddy's we for have. the last episode. Yeah, yeah. And chose the oh, that's right. yogi, yeah. yogi instead. The yogi. Honestly, I would do that again. Yeah. I have no problem with eating two pounds of yogurt in one I mean, sitting. Maybe not that much, but yogurt's healthy. Antioxidants. Depends who you ask. Yeah. Who, well, who do, who do you <laughs> who ask? Do, who then? do you ask? <laughs> How many people are you discussing yogurt nutrition with? You'd be surprised. Okay. All right. Well, if you have any comments about yogurt nutrition or tattooed babies, mm-hmm. bebes, or uh, anything, anything else we about breathing, about? if you're a dentist or an orthodontist and I got something wrong, let me know. If you're, you're a sleep expert, runner. I'd love to know. Yeah. Make some corrections, but yeah. Come that's, shoot that's us a message, message on our uh, socials. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Should we wrap this one up? Let's do it. It was a good one. Um, yeah. Okay. It's been fun. Larry, play us out. <laughs>